one of the biggest ones is you got to understand like you're never going to be 100% ready. Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Welcome back to the Call to Serve podcast. Um, I'm here with Nate and TJ. Nate, how are you? You know, Max, living the dream, living the dream. It's <laughs> awesome. TJ, how are you doing? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Thanks. That's good. So we have our special guest, TJ, with us today. Uh, TJ, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name's TJ Fahmao Um I'm from Kennewick, Washington, from Washington State. Uh, currently live in Orem, and I teach seminary over at Provo High. And I went to BYU-Idaho for a little bit, and uh, I served my mission in Redlands, California. Yeah, Redlands. That's a that's a that's a cool place. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. When did you get back? When did I get back? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was uh, in August, August 2017. Okay. Getting older, you know, getting up there. Nah, nah, it's only a few years. <laughs> so you mentioned you're a seminary teacher at Provo. What kind of led you, at least, you know, getting back in 2017? What were the turns of events that allowed you to to get into teaching seminary? Yeah, I, I think it was, uh, it all just kind of fell into place. You know, at BYU-Idaho, they have the seminary class. And I mean, I don't know if, if anyone's trying to get into teaching seminary, there's an institute class called, and it's Religion 471. And um, it's basically just like a seminary teacher prep class. It's like the, it's kind of like the MTC, but for seminary teachers. And so usually the teacher of that class will be in charge of uh like the student teachers and stuff. And so that's a good class to see because you get to teach a class. The practicum is you get to teach for a week somewhere. And, you know, it might be different as a while ago when I did it. And so anyway, so that class is kind of like the, it'll be kind of like the bridge to see if you can go teach and student teach and then go on to teach full or part-time. But I always love being with the youth on my mission. Like I served in the Samoan wards a lot. And so just like youth firesides and youth FHE and taking them out with us, like that was always a ton of fun to me. And so when I got home, I didn't really want to, I didn't, I didn't have a strong desire to teach seminary, but it was always something I thought about. And I always like picking seminary teachers brains and just seeing what they like, what they don't like. And so anyway, and then it's kind of interesting. There's like a whole story. I won't share the whole story, but when I when I moved down here after graduating from BYU Idaho, I kind of got hooked up with a you know through a friend. Um, there was a guy who taught institute at UVU, um, and so he, I was over there. I was over visiting their family like for dinner, just hanging out. And then he he kind of got me set up teaching down here. And so I've been teaching down here for. I, I taught in Rigby, Idaho for a little bit, and now I've been teaching down here in a few different schools in the Utah Valley. So. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So it was kind of after that class, it was you know, through a friend that kind of helped you, helped you find that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. From that class, I student taught in Rig in, in Rigby, and okay. yeah, like you said, then when I moved down here, it was through the friends. So yeah, it was cool. Just kind of all just kind of fall into place type thing. Yeah. It's really cool. And TJ, how long have you been teaching seminary for? 
Um, I taught for two semesters in Rigby, and then I've and then here I've taught how many semesters? I taught I've taught like three, maybe four semesters here. So I don't know. In total, it's probably it's probably around like one and a half to two years. I think my my time management is terrible, and so I don't I don't even know. <laughs> time be. flies. Time flies when you're having fun, right? That's what they say. Yeah, yeah big facts. Big facts. Yeah. I'm sure you've had a lot of a lot of students come through um, as as a, from a seminary teacher's perspective, and as well as you know, you served a mission yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have the chance to go to seminary when you were in high school as well, or? was was that what was that like yeah there's definitely a chance to you know did i always take the chance like not really <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't really into church stuff or or seminary when i was in high school um to be honest it was a uh, yeah it just it just wasn't a huge priority for me um and we had release time we had release time over in washington where i'm from but um yeah, so I went a little bit, and then especially my senior year, like I was in the back doing makeups the whole time. I had some very merciful teachers, you know, <laughs> have my back and help me, and uh, just very blessed that they did. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my experience with seminary. I didn't very, really take it serious. When when my friends back home found out I was teaching seminary, now they're like, "How are you teaching seminary? Like you didn't even go. <laughs> you were going to McDonald's instead." <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. kind of kind of crazy that's cool though that you know you're able to have some of those teachers that were you know like you said were merciful or whatever that allowed you to, to you know kind of catch up but yeah that's, kind of, that's that's cool though i guess it's you know from just from that perspective and then you know going on a mission and then now teaching seminary um, what what advice would you give to you know to any teenagers or you know people that are those that are still kind of deciding if, if a mission is is what they the route they want to go yeah um i think so so i had a couple thoughts just thinking about advice that i would give to someone i i think the, one of the biggest ones is you got to understand like you're never gonna be 100 percent ready you know and i love doctrine and covenant section four mm-hmm. And if I could, if I could just challenge, you know, cause I mean, if you're listening, I'm, I'm imagining like the, the, whoever's listening to your podcast is either, you know, youth that's getting ready to go on a mission or maybe it's someone trying to help a youth, you know, to prepare to go on a mission. And so I just want to say, like, if you're listening to this, like props to you, like that's big time, you know, to be intentional, like going out of your way to look for more resources to help. And if I could challenge the person to do anything, it would be to go to to look at your mission preparation through the lens of Doctrine and Covenant section four. I think there's a lot of fears about serving a mission and um, a lot of feelings of like inadequacy, like feeling like you're never going to be ready or feel like you're not good enough or you don't know the scriptures enough. Um, but I just wanted to highlight and uh, and I'm not going to read all of it. You know, I just want to share a couple of the highlights from from section four. It's just a revelation from for it's for joseph's dad for joseph smith's dad and so the kind of the number one and it kind of goes through the the qualifications you know what you what the lord would like his missionaries to have yeah number one was a a desire to serve god and and then number two 
to have an eye single to the glory of God. So it's like, number one is just, you have a desire, like deep down, like you want to be, you want to help people. Like you want to be there um, helping the Lord's work. And then number two is an eye single to the glory of God. So just like wanting what God wants. And, um, and you guys know, I mean, Moses 139, uh, yeah. the glory of God is, is the work, his work in glory is bringing to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. So it's like his, his work in glory is just, helping everybody come home and helping them find joy in the gospel in this life and so those are the first two things and then the third thing kind of towards the end it lists kind of those attributes faith hope charity and love and i just look at those like being like jesus right we're not gonna have you know no one's perfect at those you're not gonna be perfect at those in high school but we have them and we can work on them you know in small and simple ways and i'm working on them you know and uh and so i i'd say I want to, I would say we got to start with these three things. Don't start with trying to have your scriptures perfect or trying to be, trying to be some amazing, like, I don't know, like take, try to, try to put the expectations of, of the church culture and, and of, of the world aside and like, look for God's expectations, you know, and that's important in all aspects of life. Yeah. So with those three things, and you guys jump in, I don't know if y'all have comments and stuff, just jump in. Like, I'm just kind of sharing. No, definitely. No, this is, this is, this is great. I think this is really good, really good for our listeners for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say just start with that, like a desire, a desire to serve God. Like when I was getting ready to go on my mission, like my testimony was at like ground zero. Like I hadn't read the book of Mormon. Like I hadn't really done anything. I hadn't taken church seriously, but I know like deep down, like I wanted, I wanted to serve God. Like I wanted to be better, you know? Um, and then number two, wanting what God wants, like having the eye single to the glory. And then number three, just trying to be like Jesus. And so my question, my challenge to anyone preparing to go on a mission will be like, what are the things that you can start doing more in your life to work on these three, to work on these three things? And then, or, and it's the flip side too, like, what are some things that you might need to stop doing in order to work on these three things, right? Yeah, I love that. I like I like how you brought up the fact that you know sometimes we tend to complicate things. Sometimes we tend to kind of throw in these extras that somehow or other become more of the main thing when they're really not, right? Like it's it's really just the basics. Those three things when they all when all is said and done, that's all God asks. You know? Yeah, I would I totally agree. I was talking with a missionary, and you know they were nervous about different uh, expectations that would be you know made by their mission president and trainers and other missionaries in the field and i just explained to him don't worry too much about that like yes there are going to be some expectations but focus on what god's expectations are and that's first and foremost than what any other expectation that might be out there um and it you know it makes all the difference when you when you qualify yourself to God's expectations and what he's asking of you. Um, you can be much more confident than trying to please everybody who has an idea of what uh, the perfect preparation is for a mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big time. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's so true. And uh, yeah, it's, it's like you said, it, it's a lot less stressful when we just focus on what I think. And I think, and you know, we're in DNC this semester and it's been look unto me and every thought doubt not fear not and it's like i could just hear god saying like you know 
like, hey, like you worry so much, like you worry about things you don't need to worry about. Like, it's like, if you yeah. just look to me and what I'm saying and get off of Instagram or unfollow your mm -hmm. negative accounts or friends or auntie or whatever, like if you just listen to me, like I will take care of you. Like I have your back, you know? And that's what I hear him saying in these verses is like, you don't need to be perfect. Like, I just want you to, to have a desire to, you know, to be like, to be like me and to help your brothers and sisters. Like, that's it. Like be a little bit more like Jesus. And so I think along with that and some of the tips I'm always trying to tell the seminary kids, because honestly, I didn't prepare good for my mission. I was, I was in a terrible place to go um, in, in all, in a whole lot of different aspects. And, um, a lot of my, a lot of my reasons and a lot of, like a lot of my strong reasons and desire came out once I was immersed in the missionary lifestyle, then I started having faith and repenting myself. But if I was to give advice to someone that was about to leave, I would say one thing is friends, like your associations, who you're hanging out with. And, 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 and trust me, I'm like, I think like scriptures and prayer, church, being worthy, right? Fixing whatever you need to fix. That's like, I, I feel like that's so important. That's big time. But I mean, your friends, like who you hang out with is going to have such a big impact on like you, what you want and your desires. You know what I mean? And we all have friends. And I'm, I'm, I'm just saying like, we have friends that hold us back sometimes. Like we have friends that bring more negativity into our life than positivity. And if there's anyone here, you know, listening, I just want to tell you, like, you deserve the best friends like you deserve people around you that will uplift you and that will strengthen you and that will have your back you have you deserve to have friends that will push you to be a better you you don't need friends that complain to you all the time or that are are making you worry or who are challenging your standards like you just you, i don't know i just challenge you like love them from a distance stop hanging out with them all the time you know what i mean yeah. and that goes yeah. for family too those were family too. Mm -hmm. so I, I'd say friends is big time. I'd say those small and simple habits and routines, you know, even if it's a few minutes a day, like get in that book of Mormon, just start, you know, start reading and make sure you're saying your prayers and ask heavenly father how you can prepare. You know what I mean? Like he's got your back and he loves you. He's going to help you. Um, I'd say I wanted to touch a little bit on worthiness too. Mm -hmm. uh, and just say like, you know, Sometimes it gets so heavy and dark when we talk about repenting and, and, and uh, being worthy. And it's like, no, like, don't, like, don't make it heavy and dark. It's just repentance is so amazing. It's just like, and, and again, I want to say like, whoever is listening to this, and if you're like me and had like stuff that you need to work on with worthiness, it's like, you deserve to go out into and guys just stop me if i'm being if i'm being crazy or whatever <laughs> like, like you deserve like you deserve to go out and see your mission like with power like you deserve to go like ready to bless people and ready to just help people like you, you deserve to go without any weight on you and that's why that's why worthiness is so big time it's not you know like it, it's not it's not for any reason other than like there's so much joy and so much happiness when you just work on and fix whatever you need to fix, right? That's yeah. why the Savior always yeah. telling me, hey, come here, let me heal you. Let me fix you up. Let me, let me clean you off, okay? We're all going to make mistakes. None of us are perfect. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, if, you, if you're listening to this and you have something you need to work on or talk to Bishop, can I just encourage you, like, you deserve 
the happiness and the joy that will come as you fix those things, as you get those burdens off of you, you deserve to go into your mission with power. And, um, and your, and your Bishop or your parents or whoever you need to talk to, or if it's, you need to talk to God and with, you know, whether it's sexual sin or, or pornography or drugs or whatever, um, everyone's just here to help you. Like they're here to get you ready. And so that you can move on. So you could be happy. Like, so you could be light. Yeah, it so, just reminds yeah. me, it reminds me of the, uh, the definition of repentance, right? It's just repentance is change, it's just changing to yeah. become more like, more like Christ. Mm-hmm. So on, on the mission, we had, we were teaching a, a tra- we were given a training and we, we pretty much said like, Hey, if you're not doing it this way, then you got to repent. And some people got offended by that, yeah. uh, but we didn't mean it in, in any negative way at all. It's just a matter of, Hey, nobody's perfect. If you're not, if we're not doing it this way, well, let's, let's change and let's start doing it this way. So we can get that power. Like you said, like, you know, so we can live, live that and be that for those that, uh, that we're going to be serving. So, yeah. yeah. And I'd say like you were talking about, you deserve to serve that mission and to serve in power and the people deserve that as well. They need somebody who can, you know, sit across from them and testify of the power of repentance of the power of the atonement and be able to help them um, come closer to Christ in that way. So, yeah, actually, I wanted to, to jump back to what you were saying about friends. I want to just retweet that. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's huge. It's like, I mean, I know John, by the way, gives the parable of the marinade. I'm not sure if you've heard that one, but pretty much just like, you know, if, if you're making, if you're going to barbecue some meat, right, you want to, you want to make sure that whatever it's soaking in or marinating in is, is going to, that, that's going to soak it up. The meat's going to soak up the flavors that are around it. And so it's, and he kind of used that in terms of like, you know, what we're listening to, what we're, what we're watching on TV, what we're, you know, who we're hanging out with, um, you know, we, become, we eventually become that. And so I think that just speaks, speaks volumes to kind of what you were saying about, uh, you know, just making sure your friends are, are helping you become better and vice versa. You're helping them become better as well. So, and I, I mean, I heard, I'm not sure where I heard it, but I heard a, just a, a saying like, hey, you have friends that you want to hang out with for maybe three, three minutes. You have friends you want to hang out with for an hour. You have friends <laughs> that you want to hang out with for half a day. And you have friends you want to go on like a camp out with or a week, I don't know, a week long trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's different friends and you know, you want to lift people up, but you also got to make sure you're, you're not getting dragged down. So, yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. It's different. Each of those. Yeah. Oh, but awesome. Thanks. Thanks, TJ, for joining us. And just one one last question. Um, and we kind of already touched on the question of, you know, what advice would you give for those preparing? But what advice would you give for those who who've just gotten back off the mission? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just got back. You know, I think one thing I would say, like, a lot of people and I'm and I'm not saying this is wrong. And I'm not, you know, this is just my opinion. Like, a lot of us say we come home and adjust adjust to real life. I think something that helped me just with a little bit of mindset with that was treating it less of an adjustment and more of a transition, you know, like, cause like heavenly father, well, I mean, depending on how you served your mission, some people don't give themselves on their mission. Some people come back the same. That's just how it is. But if you really served your mission and you were obedient and you were trying your best, like God just molded you, bro. 
or sis, like for two years or 18 months, <laughs> you just change the heck out of you. Like, why would don't like, don't go back to what you were doing. <laughs> like, like take what you did and transition it. Like just smooth, like take, take all that, what you just learned, how you changed, take that into your schooling, take that into your family life. Like take that into all the new things and all the new blessings and opportunities that God will give you. Don't think you're weird because you're trying to hold on to the lessons and to the experiences that you had in your mission. Um, so that's the number one thing that I would say is like, don't like treat it more of a transition than, uh, than an adjustment and don't beat yourself up because it's hard. It could be really hard. And so. I love that. I really like that. Just the, I guess the change of not only the change in the the words that we use, but maybe a change of mindset <laughs> to go along with that yeah. and not yeah. don't go back. Don't go back to the way you were. Mm -hmm. love that awesome well again tj thanks for joining us we really do appreciate yeah. it again you know we uh we look forward to to keeping in touch and if there's ever anything uh, we can do for you let us know yeah definitely thank you yeah it's been fun been fun chatting with you guys thank you for joining us on this episode of the call to serve podcast we hope that the experiences and principles that have been shared have helped you either prepare for or benefit from your missionary service. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Call to Serve Media. Hope to see you next time.